Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Balance Bond Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and today we are doing a part two of a spirituality Q&A episode where you guys recently sent in a bunch of questions on Instagram, and I am answering them. Part one came out about three weeks ago, if you want to listen to that, if you haven't yet. And if you have listened, so many people have written in and said, are you doing a part two? Because... I am honestly pretty notorious for saying, I could talk about this forever. We got to do a part two. And then I'm just on to the next thing very often in my life. So I wanted to make a concerted effort to do part two. And especially because I feel like your questions just get better and better and better. Seriously, like as the years go on and we all rise together and we all learn together and we all evolve and awaken together, the questions just get so good. And I say this all the time, but it blows my mind how we have all been on this path so simultaneously and so side by side. And now here we are waking up to our eternal souls together, reaching the fifth dimension. And it's such fun stuff to talk about. So my goal is to do about one solo episode a month because they are my favorite way to connect with you guys. And it really helps me figure out where I'm at on my spiritual journey and where I still need to put a lot of focus. So I'm going to answer your questions in this episode. I'm going to give a life update about where I am in my life right now and my health because that's a question I get all the time. And then I also wanted to do something really fun, which is fully inspired by my friend Raquel Mantra and her podcast, Your Own Magic. If you haven't heard her podcast, you must listen to it. She's been on this show before and... We are doing another podcast swap in April, so stay tuned for that. She did an episode recently called A Conversation with My Future Self. So I actually wanted to start this episode with a conversation with my future self and encourage you guys to do the same thing. So I'll give you a few tips and tricks on how I've found to really communicate with my future self. And I'm working on a future self meditation for everyone, which is going to be amazing. But full credit to Raquel for this idea. She just inspired me so much because her and I are both 30. We're both 
very recently post-Saturn return, and we're both pursuing some new things in our lives as well as continuing to do what we've done. But we're both really seeking and feeling change and just more play on this journey of life. So I wanted to talk to my future self and show you guys how I do that. Before we get into the episode, I would love to thank our sponsor for today's show, Beekeepers Naturals. I don't even know where to begin with this brand because I feel so aligned with their mission and with the founder, Carly, who I spoke to on the phone for a really long time the other day. And she was sharing with me her mission with starting Beekeepers Naturals, which was first to heal her own autoimmune conditions and just boost her own immunity and bring her medicine cabinet back to a nature-powered medicine that actually works. So I know you guys know that I have suffered from so many different autoimmune conditions, skin conditions, and otherwise. And I find the more that I turn to holistic medicine from the earth, the more results I have experienced. So with Beekeepers Naturals, what I'm loving right now is their propolis spray. It first of all, tastes really good. And second of all, is so TBB approved. It's completely natural organic. It has no trace of chemicals in it whatsoever. And it acts as the medicine of the beehive. So propolis fights germs and protects the bees with over 300 beneficial vitamins and minerals. And it's just as beneficial to human beings as it is to our favorite pollinators, which we love. So I take propolis spray twice a day. You just spray it into your throat. It's a daily ritual to support your immune system. And also, if you're feeling like you have a scratchy throat or you're having allergies, it can be really, really helpful with that. So what I've been doing lately is using it first thing in the morning. So I know that I'm supporting my immune system right off the bat. And then I also have been taking it a second time before I start recording my podcasts because I find that it really supports just keeping the throat chakra open and it just makes me feel really good. It also tastes amazing. So Beekeepers Naturals is offering a limited time exclusive deal for our TBB listeners. This one's good, you guys. Listen to the details of this. They will ship you a free two-week supply of bee immune propolis spray. You just have to pay the $5 for shipping. So that's literally a free two-week supply of propolis. It's amazing. This is the same propolis that you would find at Erewhon, Whole Foods, Sprouts, Target, but you will be getting it for free. All you have to do is pay for shipping. So to claim this deal, you must visit beekeepersnaturals.com slash blonde. This deal is not available on their regular website. So go to B-E-E-K-E-E-P-E-R-S n-a-t-u-r-a-l-s.com slash b-l-o-n-d-e. This deal is only good for March and April. So start prioritizing your immune system today. And if you don't love it, they will refund your $5. No questions asked. So if you ask me, this is a no-brainer, such a win-win. Basically just go there, get it for free, pay for shipping. You'll be supported a women-owned business. It's natural and they are disrupting conventional medicine by creating natured power medicine that actually works. So beekeepersnaturals.com slash blonde. You can also find that link in the show notes. And we'll be having Carly on the podcast soon to go into more detail. Tag me on Instagram when you try. And now let's head into this solo episode. So 
as promised, we're going to start by talking about a conversation with our future self. And when I think about having a conversation with my future self, I think, okay, I'm 30 years old. I have lived 30 years of life. I've been through my Saturn return. I have emerged from my 20s. The 20s were hard. Even when the 20s were fun, they were incredibly hard in the sense that I didn't really know who I was and I thought I knew who I was and I went through many iterations of who am I as a person? And then when I turned 26, I started learning so much more about spirituality, astrology, human design, Pleiadians, psychic abilities. And I would say in the second half of my 20s, I became so much more me. I returned to veganism. I stopped drinking alcohol. I started dating Jonathan when I was 26. We got married when I was 29. And here I am at 30. And I'm just realizing how quickly these decades go and how quickly they will continue to go. And I know I'm not the only person who thinks that the last year has gone by in the blink of an eye. And it's kind of a joke at times. It's like, oh, ha ha, whatever happened to 2020. But I think of things in terms of time and really think I think a lot about how to stretch time and make the most of time and bend time and use time almost like saran wrap, which this is what I visualize in my meditations to stretch out time the way that you could stretch out a piece of saran wrap and all of a sudden it's longer than you thought it was and it's a different shape and it's malleable and it's translucent. And I don't know if I'm making any sense, but I've been giving so much thought to time and what time is and honestly how time doesn't even exist. And I know there's so many scientists now that say aging is a disease and they're working to reverse that disease. So I don't know how our lifespan is going to look if we're going to be the first generation or the second generation to live far past 100. We'll see. And I hold out a lot of hope for that, especially because I know so many of us put a lot of emphasis on living a healthy lifestyle. I know I certainly do. And longevity is one of the goals. But the truth is nothing in life is guaranteed. And I don't mean to be morbid, but I was listening to Byron Katie speak and I love all of her philosophy. She's a very old school spiritualist who basically said, nothing is guaranteed. The plans that you have tonight for dinner are not guaranteed. You don't know what could happen when you step out your door. So again, not trying to be morbid, just talking about the fact that human life is crazy. Like it's crazier than we even think it is. And every day, every moment is a gift. And I, for one, I'm so grateful for that gift. So all of that said, time passes quickly, even though time doesn't exist. And I think about when I'm 60, which is exactly double what I am now. What would I look back on and regret not doing? And man, that puts things into perspective really quick. So I know what I need to stop doing and what I need to stop doing. And I will tell you guys what a couple of those things are. And I also know what I would regret not doing. So number one, if I'm having a conversation with my future self, I will tell her future self, Jordan, when you're 60 and beautiful with your long natural hair 
and your three or four children and your husband, Jonathan, and you're living on land in Kauai and you have a wellness center where you help people awaken and find their deepest health and recover and heal from chronic disease and ultimately open up and channel and find the best versions of self When you are that person and you're 60 years old, one thing you will be so happy that you stopped doing when you were 30 is scrolling Instagram mindlessly and spending upwards of three or four hours a day on top of your social media because you feel like you have to respond to everyone. And if you don't respond to everyone, you're not doing your job well. You will be so happy that you stepped away and stepped back from doing that and know that your worth is not defined by how available you are to other people. Because truly, at the end of the day, what you realize when you step back is you get your mind back and you get your creativity back and you're able to write. And not only do you write memoirs and help people heal and you really go down a very similar path, to one of your idols, Louise Hay, who you channel very frequently, you also are able to quiet the noise in your mind to be able to write fiction. And when you write fiction, that opens up a whole new world to share with the world so many spiritual concepts and so many things that maybe the world isn't ready for yet in memoir form, but they're definitely ready for it in fiction. So you can talk about bending time and time hopping and timeline jumping and how we are our own healers and we are alchemists of energy. And it takes stepping back from social media and knowing that you are infinitely powerful and that you hold all of the power and love and energy within you to bring these dreams to life. And the more that you return to your inner child and you think about yourself when you were five and six and seven years old and ask that little girl, what did she love to do? before she got onto the treadmill of life and started making money and started feeling like her worth was defined by what she was doing and what she was accomplishing every day. Get back to that. And that's who you'll become in your 30s. You'll become more like your inner child than anything else. And you will find true and total healing. And you will also have so many babies and they'll be healthy and happy and you and your husband will travel the world and make memories everywhere you go. And you'll leave this chapter of your life, this very difficult chapter that's been going on from the ages of 20 to 30, if not starting earlier, struggling with chronic illness and dis-ease because you have learned the lessons and you have learned them the hard way. And now you get to reap the benefits of becoming your own healer. And you will also go down the path of plant medicine woman. And you continue learning from your beautiful, wise, ancient shamanic teachers. And you channel the Akashic Records and you write books about that. And pretty much where you are at the age of 60 far surpasses the wildest dreams you could have had at the age of 30 simply by following your intuition before it even made sense. So continue going down the path of channeling the Pleiadians, leaning into your Aquarius North Node, studying astrology, doing things that people find really out there, 
even when you get discouraged, even when the world feels really, really toxic and dark, because when the world is toxic and dark is when people need your light the most and specifically when you need your light the most. So go down that path, listen to your intuition, do anything that feels fun, whether it's writing or acting or moving to the beach or doing something totally different and know that every day you get to be the alchemist of your own reality. And that's how you'll build your happiness. That's how you will build this new phase of your life that will take you very, very far. And when you're 60, you'll be very excited to see where you go in the next 30 years from here until the age of 90. And you're so loved and soak in that love with your amazing husband while you guys are young because life is good and it's truly a miraculous place to be. So woohoo. That was that was that for me, you guys. You just went on kind of a stream of consciousness with me where I think I thought I was going to be 30-year-old Jordan talking to 60-year-old Jordan, but somehow I became 60-year-old self talking to 30-year-old self. And I think I went back and forth a couple times. But that's what I'm talking about when I say that time doesn't exist. And I call me crazy. I've been called crazy many times. But I know that the 60-year-old version of me stepped in there to share a few little wisdoms with us where at times there I was speaking very consciously, but for much of much of that five, 10 minutes, whatever just occurred was just flowing through. And I was as excited to hear it and listen to it as, as you guys were. I was as surprised, I should say. And I'm so excited to actually do those things. And those are things that I consciously know I need to do and want to do. I try not to use the word need so much because I don't find that to me the most productive word when it comes to manifesting and calling things into our lives. But what I want to do and what I desire to do and have started doing is spending less time on social media, scrolling on social media, feeling this innate pressure to respond to absolutely everything. And I love responding to you guys and I will continue to, but I am a pretty OCD person. I am very obsessive compulsive and I feel like I have to respond to everything or else what's going to happen to my career and That's just so silly because I truly believe and know that whoever is meant to be here will be here and that people who I admire the most, I always think about this, people who I admire the most from Gabby Bernstein to Oprah to Glennon Doyle to Gwyneth Paltrow and beyond. They're not getting back to absolutely everybody and they're doing just fine. So I just strive to put less pressure on myself and still engage with our community, of course, but know that it only needs to be done when the energy is there for it. And all of our energy is not meant to be spent on social media. That's just the truth. I spent so much time on technology at this current, current stage of my life whether it's posting on Instagram and getting back to everybody or whether it's recording for the podcast or organizing things with my podcast sponsors or writing for the blog. We're currently redesigning and working on the early stages of rebranding my blog. So there's a lot of screen time all the time. And I just don't think we were evolved for that. I know we were not evolved for that. So that's something that I'm currently working on. Something else that I'm working on, just to lay it all out there for you guys, is 
is really, so there's this quote that I love and the quote says, figure out what you're the most passionate about and then go after it relentlessly and stop at nothing to get it done. And I know what I'm the most passionate about, which is writing and not just writing in general, but writing books. And somehow every day of my life, I convince myself that my time is better spent just enhancing my current brand and my current life with everything from the podcast to social media. Like I said, I don't want to go on like a broken record, but there's a time and place for everything in life. And I know that I'm on the precipice of taking a huge leap. And at times I felt really guilty about that because I love what I do for a living. I love it. I created it eight years ago and I, and it worked for me for seven and a half years. And now I just know that it's time to take a leap. And I think that's what it means to be a creative person is to constantly be in the pursuit of the creative process and bringing something to life and having Annie Lawless on the podcast a couple of weeks ago when she talked about transitioning from Suja to then starting her very, very successful clean makeup brand Lawless because she was ready to be in the trenches again of discovering and creating and building something from the ground up. And my best friend, Brandon Cohen, who started the healthy hydration supplement brand Liquid IV that sold to Unilever in October, he recently announced publicly that he's stepping down as the CEO and he'll always be the founder, but he's such a creative mind as well. And he's ready to keep using that creative mind for the greater good of his life and take care of himself and all all sorts of things. I won't speak for him. That inspired me to no end. Brandon and Annie and people who are following their hearts and doing things, not because everyone told them that's the smart thing to do, but because they their intuitions told them to do that. And we also talked about this on last week's episode with my mom and dad, when my dad said, I thought you were crazy when you said that you were going to leave grad school and you weren't going to finish that out to go pursue my blog full time before I had even made a dime on the blog, but building it from the ground up and being in the trenches of the creative process, I just find to be so fun every time, every time I create a new course, like waking back up to your soul or the 22 day detox, or even my original five day detox programs that are still available on my site. I just love the process from beginning to end. And part of me is so ready to do more courses and more products like that. But the other part of me is like, no, Jordan, you've kind of done that. You've kind of done the eBooks. You've kind of done the courses and maybe it's time to set your sights on something new. And that's just the way my mind works. I'm so excited and I'm figuring it out as I go along. And I know that I'll be creating something soon with the celestial diet. And I can't wait to do that. It's either going to be a course or a program or an ebook or whatever it may be, because that's going to come through creatively on its own. But there's a lot of things, a lot of things that I want to do and something that I'm really excited about creating, which will also require me to spend less time on social media and more time meditating is to create a meditation program for you guys. And I've, I've already started doing that. And I also have a future self meditation that will be in there. 
that I wanted to put in this episode, but I'm going to save it. So stay tuned. And if you're not signed up for my email list, sign up there because that's where I'll be announcing all this fun stuff when it does go live. But I guess I'm just talking off the cuff to tell you guys that life lately has intervened with a lot of signs to show me that it's time to do something new and not walk away from what I'm already doing, but to do something new and to be back on that creative hamster wheel that I love, but also to keep the stress levels in my life as low as they can possibly be. And I don't want to share with you what all the signs have been because some of them are really negative and really sad, but I'll share with you just a couple so that you can get an idea of what it looks like when the universe is sending you signs to make some changes in your life. So number one, I work with so many brands on the podcast and my Instagram. And for a long time, I've known that working with brands on the podcast is predominantly what I like to do. I'm no longer one of those people, one of those influencers or bloggers who enjoys doing a photo shoot with skincare or protein powder or much of anything. And I know that's not to knock the industry because I did that for a lot of years and I think it's such an incredible way to market. And the truth is the passion isn't really there for me in that anymore. So every time I say yes to doing something like that, it the universe now is showing me stop saying yes. We tried to tell you to stop saying yes and you're still saying yes. It's time to take a step back from that. And so the universe always finds a way to show me why something wasn't a good fit to begin with, whether the situation just ends up being really, really an energy suck for my entire team or whether it falls through in the last second and the contract gets broken or whether the photo shoot is like completely rained out or the photos disappear. Yes, this has all happened. I try to always take those things as a sign from the universe that perhaps I shouldn't have said yes in the first place. And also something that I learned a long time ago from a spiritual teacher is when you're making really good money, but the money is coming to you in a way that is no longer in alignment with your highest soul, the universe will find little ways for that money to drift away from you. And I experienced that a lot when I had these crazy medical bills. And then I realized I'm still working way too hard. Then I scaled back wasn't working as hard or as much as I was before. And those medical bills started to dwindle. And this is all a direct correlation to the law of attraction. And the one other thing I'll say about signs that I've been getting is that there's just no pleasing the angry mob that I like to call the internet these days. There's always something to be infuriated about. And I don't feel that way, but I see that there's always something for people to be infuriated about. And wellness and spirituality are kind of getting the brunt of it right now. And I can handle it. I have a thick skin. I don't like it. I think it's awful and it's heartbreaking how cruel many, many people on the internet can be. But I am realizing that it's a really smart time right now to actually step back and save energy and conserve energy and not put all of my energy and my light into a world that can twist it into something toxic. And I know that everybody here listening to the podcast is the opposite of toxic and you guys are all light workers as well. 
So I definitely encourage you to think about how you're using your energy in the world right now. And if you feel like your energy is getting sucked from you in any way, and if you do feel that way, maybe where you can step back, I'm definitely, even though I share everything, I'm, I'm thinking about the ways in which I can step back and not share everything and not share my heart in such a deep way because I care so much about the things that I say from my heart that when they get misconstrued and they do, it just breaks me. And I'm not going to stop sharing the light because the world needs the light. But I think that there are other ways to do it and there's smarter ways to do it and there's better ways to protect our energy and surround ourselves in a bubble of white light and while i'm on the path of figuring out what that looks like for me i'm going to try to step deeper into the role of spiritual teacher and further away from the role of sharing my diary of life online because that's kind of what i've been doing for the last 8 years at the end of the day is sharing my diary my everyday this is how i feel this is what i'm thinking this is how my marriage is this is how my parents are doing this is what i ate today and i love doing that and doing that 5 years ago was awesome doing it now is just putting a lot of my own personal information and my heart into a world that is unfortunately there's a lot of anger and when there's a lot of anger things can get really twisted So if you are also feeling that way, I just encourage you to protect your energy in any way that you can. I think soon we should probably do a whole energy boundary protection episode. So I do want to get into all your questions. You guys sent in so many good ones. And before we do, I would love to thank our second sponsor for today's episode, Pure Simply. If you guys are looking for good, organic, sustainable wellness, vitamins, and superfoods and herbal extracts, then look no further than Purest Energy. They are made without any chemical fillers, additives, or solvents, and I've been taking them for the last couple months. I've noticed a significant difference in how I feel every day with my energy and my immune system, and I just love their mission. Pure Synergy's mission is that they believe that everyone deserves to be well in body, mind, and spirit, which is a very holistic health philosophy. And they want to empower everyone to stay well because wellness belongs to everyone. And I also love, I love all of their specific products. And I want to get really specific with you guys so that when you go shop Pure Synergy with the code BLONDE20 for 20% off, you know what I am loving right now. So one thing that I'm absolutely loving is their Super B Complex. So a lot of us, no matter what diet we eat, but especially us who are more plant-based, we need a little bit of extra support when it comes to B vitamins. So the Super B Complex provides the perfect balance of all eight essential B vitamins, plus three important cofactors in a potent energizing formula. It's just made with organic fruits and vegetables, and then it's activated with enzymes and probiotics for enhanced bioavailability. And what I love about B vitamins is that they support enhanced energy, stress relief, and a healthy nervous system. And it also promotes radiant skin, hair, and nails, as well as healthy aging. 
So I'm taking that every day. I'm also loving their superfoods. And when it comes to the superfoods, you guys know I'm a big organic barley grass juice powder person. It's something that I put in my smoothie every day. It's medical medium approved. It's full of chlorophyll and it has all of the green nutrition that you could ever want without actually having to juice. And I do both so that I can get all the greens in my life. So head to the synergycompany.com to purchase. Use the code blonde20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase and tag me on Instagram. I know that you will love. And yes, of course, they're fully TBB approved. So they're organic. Everything is natural. They don't use any fillers or synthetic ingredients. I know you guys will love. And now let's get into your questions, Q&A, and I'm going to shout you guys out as well, except for the things that feel more personal. I won't shout out the things that feel really personal. Okay. So Katie Pauly says how to manifest clear skin. I love that question because I feel like I have manifested clear skin. I know that clear skin comes from deep within. So what I've really manifested is just a deeper relationship with my body and my body's signals and learning how to eat intuitively and move intuitively and take care of my skin intuitively. So because of being so in tune with my body for all these years, I knew that when I had cystic acne covering my entire face, my cheeks, even my neck, it was awful. It was so painful. I knew that it was stemming from not just Lyme disease and mold issues, but also gut health issues. So my intuition helped me get to the root of that problem where I was then able to see a functional medicine doctor and get tested for hormones and for gut health and ended up for years going on a rigorous protocol for candida and the gut microbiome. I take some really good probiotics. I love the brand Seed for probiotics. And I also love the brand Mary Ruth's Organics. You guys can use the codes blonde there at either of those places. And that has really helped my skin. So when I'm working on these meditations for you guys, like I said, one of them is a future self meditation. And you can think of your future self and you can talk to your future self or to your current self from your future self and talk about how much your skin radiates. And then your body and your cells will start to vibrate at that level. And I truly believe in that way we can manifest anything. And not just in the way of you think it, you believe it, because there's some power to that as well. But it's more about being in touch with your intuition because from there, anything can come. And when you're in touch with your intuition and you're open to creative solutions from the universe, just notice the people who are placed in your life. Maybe you'll start hearing about a functional medicine doctor or a hormone doctor or a protocol that worked really well for someone else. And the universe could be answering your prayer in that way about your skin. But you just have to be open to all things in order for that to happen. So when I talk about manifestation, I'm also talking about becoming a powerful leader of your own life. And when you're a powerful leader of your own life, you do notice all these little signs and synchronicities. Just today, I was on the phone with a friend of mine telling her about some current health concerns that I have and how I'm overcoming them. 
And she was like, I just need you to see my gynecologist. I just need you to. She's going to be helpful to you. She's more Western than you prefer, but she's really going to help you. And because I'm open to signs from the universe, I know that I wouldn't even be having that conversation in the first place if I wasn't at least supposed to explore this option. And you'll know when it's right. And some people will tell you, you should explore something that's not for you. So you can also meditate on it, give it some time to think about it. But when manifesting clear skin, I would say just get in touch with your intuition. You know somewhere in your body what the root cause is, and then you can start working on it from there. And then I would also say with skin, it's so much about cleansing and detoxing the liver and the gallbladder and the kidneys, which took me a couple of years. So don't get discouraged if the process is slow. But I do believe that treating things with an anti-inflammatory diet and with the right team of healers in place and also drinking celery juice is so good for skin. At least it has been for me, but we're all different. So just feel out how that might feel. And now we'll head on to another question from Booth Baby. Did stem cell therapy help you with your healing? Yes, they did. I did stem cell injections about once a month for pretty much for a year and a half or two years. And they always gave me energy and they always made me feel like a brand new person. But the problem with stem cells and myself is that I just don't feel like the benefits really lasted when it came to all those amazing things that stem cells can help you with, with the healing and the cell regeneration and the anti-aging. I know that everything stem cells do for our bodies is so good, but I also know that If I have to do something every month for the rest of my life and it's as expensive and intense as stem cells, then I'm not really interested because that feels more like rather than a solution to the problem, it feels more like an ongoing band-aid in a way. And I'm just not interested in the band-aids. I just want to get to the root cause. That said, if someone is not very sick and they try stem cells a couple times, I've heard miraculous things can happen. So don't rule that out for you just because it wasn't the miracle healer for me, because we're all going to have such a different miracle healer. And for me, it's been so much more about diet, meditation, slow and steady, trying everything, <laughs> ruling things out. It's it's a journey. It's a big journey. Ooh, Booth Baby also says, do you think your children will look like aliens? I do. If my future kids are ever listening to this, Your mom is out there, and I hope that you guys are all out there too. I know you are. I think my kids will definitely have a bit of a Pleiadian look to them, just the way that I see in my own face and just the way I see in my husband's face. So I don't see them not having that alien quality, but they could surprise me. Maybe they're forest babies or mermaid babies or earth babies or crystal babies, so they could totally shock me and the process of surrendering to calling in these spirit babies and calling in being their mother. I've already surrendered so much. So anything that I expect, I have to know could also change because I don't know what to expect, but I know they're going to be the cutest kids, the smartest kids. They're going to teach me so much. They're already my teachers coming in from the spirit realm. So I could not be more excited to see what they're like and what they look like. 
Emily says, if you could go back to any time, when would it be? Ooh, I interpret that as any time in history. And I think I would have been really, really happy in the 50s or 60s. I know that there were their own challenges in the 50s or 60s, especially for women. But I just feel, I feel myself in that era you, a lot of you guys know that I have had memories of past lives. And one of these memories of a past life is a life as Marilyn Monroe. And when I think about her life, like everything about that time period and even places that she lived feels so familiar to me. And I would love to go back to that time because it does feel so familiar in my bones. And on top of that, I really crave a day and age before technology, before technology became what it is now. So before phones, cell phones, social media, before all of that took over. And I'm grateful for it because I know in this day and age, it's part of my path and I'm grateful for the blessings. But I can't say I don't crave a more technology-free life. So if I could go back to any era and attempt living in that era as long as I could bring the people that I love with me. That's exactly what I would do. Kat Dow says, when you pull cards, what do you ask? I ask something different every time. So lately, I've really been on this kick of communicating with my spirit babies. And so I'll speak to them and I'll say, what message do you have for me today? Or what can you tell me? about what I should be doing to reduce stress in my life. And whatever I ask for, I pretty much receive. That's the beauty of cards. Even when it's something that I don't want to receive at all, like with the deck of character that I use a lot that some of you have seen on my Instagram, there are a lot of dark cards in there. There's demon cards, there's vomit, there's jail. And I don't want to pull those cards, but they always have a meaning, a deeper meaning to them. And it's all about interpretation. So I prefer the most at this point working with my Starseed Oracle deck made by Rebecca Campbell. And sometimes I'll just ask for a sign or sometimes I'll say, what is the guidance that my guides can show me about how to bring this next book to life? Or if I'm having a hard day, I'll just say, just give me a sign. Just shoot me something to tell me that it's all going to be okay. And it's always, I mean, always exactly what I need. So I highly recommend pulling cards. I found it so therapeutic and part of my daily practice. Jaden Benedict says, go to green smoothie recipe at home. Ooh, my go-to green smoothie recipe is on my blog. I have so many of them, but right now I'm loving a smoothie with banana blueberries, almond butter, barley grass juice powder, which you can get from the synergycompany.com code blonde20, a little bit of spirulina because I like to add as many greens as possible. And then I was doing spinach, but I haven't been using spinach lately ever since Dave Asprey shared with us about oxalates. And I'll definitely reintroduce them in my life at some point. But lately I've been using romaine or just sticking to that barley grass juice powder. And then I use ice. And if I'm feeling chocolatey, I'll add some cacao. And this is just a favorite. It carries me through. It gives you so many vitamins and nutrients in the morning that make the rest of the day 
pretty much go by like a breeze. You can eat vegan pizza later in the day, knowing that you have started the day with such good nutrients and vegetables and vitamins. So I'm a big fan of the morning smoothie life. It's a big part of the celestial diet, which is coming soon. Kendi V says, do you ever randomly remember a bunch of dreams you had in the past? Yes. This has been happening to me so much lately where, oh my God, let's see how I can describe this. When we dream, we go to these faraway lands or parallel universes, I believe, that look so much like where we live now, but they're slightly different. Or maybe it's like a familiar neighborhood that you've never really been to in your life or in my case, some kind of weird building or cul-de-sac that I'll return to again and again and again, but only in my dreams. And then sometimes right when I wake up, I'll have a flash of a memory of that dream and realize, whoa, that's a place that I go to in my dreams all the time. And that stuff trips me out because I'm always just thinking about the deeper meanings of all that and trying to explore what does it all mean and where in the universe does that place exist? Because I just think and know that our dreams hold so many messages for us, infinite messages from worlds beyond. So I try to pay attention. And what I need to start doing is I really, really want to start keeping a dream journal because Sometimes I wake up and I feel like I have been given the keys to the universe in my dream. And I'll just think everything makes sense. This brings me so much peace. And then I'll wake up and sometime later in the day, I'll remember having had that experience. And then I'll think, I don't remember it at all anymore or anything that it meant or anything that it is. So I should start keeping a dream journal, but... I just don't want it to mess with my sleep because I feel like if I start writing, I will just be awake, but we'll see. I'll try to start doing that and I'll let you guys know how it goes. Let's see here. Edit and Upgrade asks, how did you and your dad get through your money blocks? So I mentioned this in a recent episode that I feel very lucky in the sense that I haven't had very many money blocks because my dad worked through all of that in his life to really work through the blockages in our DNA that had a very fear-based approach to money and making money and how much money could be made. My dad busted through all of that with pure hard work, just the hardest work in the world. He's such a hardworking man. He was on the podcast last week, if anyone's interested in listening. And because my dad did that and because of the way that I was raised, thanks to my dad and my mom, I feel like I grew up without this lens of fear. And because I didn't have the lens of fear, I've been able to leap into many different things in my life and many different career paths without being afraid of what it would look like to not make money. And because of not having fear, I've been able to withstand harder times or withstand uncertainty in the beginning of my career when I was making no money at all. But I was so young, I didn't even care. I think back to it now and it would have caused me so much stress because the end of the month would come and my rent would be due. And always miraculously, I would have enough to pay my rent. And I didn't have enough for anything extra, but I didn't care. And I think that not caring was very helpful because I just kept not having fear. And when we do things out of love versus out of fear, that's when the universe can match that emotion. 
So I also feel that it's all, all in the timing and I followed my intuition before it made sense, which is why I'm looking forward to doing that again with this new path that I'm embarking on with writing. But because I followed my intuition before it made sense, I started blogging very early and then I started podcasting pretty early and that has helped me a lot with doing well in this industry. But I also always remember that happiness is not tied to money and it's not tied to success. Happiness is tied to health and love and family. And if getting sick taught me anything, it taught me that. And my heart goes out to anyone who's struggling financially because I know the stress. I know how it can feel. And even if I can't feel it to the degree that some people listening might have to feel it in their daily life, just know that my heart is with you. And I know that any type of stress financially or otherwise is very, very, very hard to push past. And I think of my dad who came from nothing and how hard he worked and how he always just did what he had to do to get it done. And to this day, he'll say to me, but it's a job. And if there's a job, you do it. And that's also a different generation because I think that is how my dad found success in his generation. But in my generation, our generation, I feel like you don't just do something because it's a job and it's available to you. Maybe depending on what stage of life you're in, yes, definitely, because you need to pay your bills. But I also think there's something to be said for matching the frequency in the universe of what you're calling in and what makes you happy. So if you do have a job that you don't like and you're doing it just because it's a job and it puts food on the table, I would definitely encourage you to use whatever free time you have on the weekends or first thing in the morning or late at night to visualize the life that inspires you and do something every day that you love. So if you're anything like me, writing fiction, writing for fun, journaling, like that keeps me going when I'm having a really hard time. So that's something that you could try or surrounding yourself with people who inspire you, who believe in you, because really there's so much to go around in this universe. There's infinite success to go around and there's infinite ways to tap into it. And I truly believe that it's available to all of us. And I also believe that when you do find success, it's very, very important to align yourself in ways that help people who are struggling. And that's something that I grew up seeing my dad do. He is the most generous man. He truly, like he would be the last person to say this, but my dad takes care of everyone around him. He has had friends from high school that he's very, very close with to this day who have struggled later in their life, who haven't had family around, who have struggled financially and with their health and who's taking care of them, who's paying their bills, my dad. Like it could make me cry because even when my dad goes through hard times financially, he's the one helping other people because generosity is the heart of everything. And I also recommend reading the book Soul of Money that my dad and I both read by the author Lynn Twist. And the soul of money is all about the consciousness of money and the absolute necessity of generosity and giving back. And we live in a give back, receive universe. We live in a, the more you give, the more you receive, whether that's energy or money or love. And I find myself doing it with love. I'm, I'm like a love giver. That's what's really important to me. But my dad 
his passion is money. So I've really learned a lot from him. And I really appreciate this question. And I hope, I hope that this answer helps people because I know everyone's situation is different. And believe me, I know that the climate that we're in right now, people are struggling. And there are many people out there who just pray and pray and wish to have any type of job. So whatever journey you're on, I support you because I know that we're all doing the best that we can and I'm doing the best that I can. I'm trying to take a step back right now because my health is telling me to do such a thing. And that's a whole other journey that I'm on this new phase of making less money for a while because I believe in putting my health first and I believe in listening to my intuition before it makes sense. And then I do believe that more money will come after I take a leap but I don't want to persist on only doing things that don't necessarily light me up. And yes, I could go on. I could do a whole episode about this. Amanda Megan Nev says, is the energy bill a lot with your clear light sauna? I really want to get one. No. So actually it's not. Our energy bill has never gone up because of the sauna. We have actually been out of town for months at a time and, and, notice what it's like when we're not using the sauna and it's the same as when we're here. So that maybe is because we live in an apartment and I don't know how all the costs are divided amongst the entire apartment building, but you could definitely talk to Clearlight about that. And if you do want to get a sauna, go to healwithheat.com, tell them that I sent you or use the code blonde and you'll get a discount. And they're the best saunas with the lowest EMF and they are life-changing for detox and for relaxation and muscle recovery. And there's red light in there. It's so good. Happy Scamper says how to open your significant other's minds up to spiritual awakenings. Ooh, yes. So with that, I did an episode with Jonathan recently where we talked about this. And I always say with the people that you love, lead by example, because you can't change anyone, especially by telling them what to do. Most people don't really learn that way, nor do they want to be told what to do. So rather than trying to change someone, just lead by example. When Jonathan and I started dating, it wasn't long before I was talking about Pleiadians and angels and spirit guides and channeling and crystals and bringing him to breathwork sessions where he had out-of-body experiences. And ultimately, when I did ayahuasca for the first time, I told him, this shifted my perception so much that I kind of need you to have this experience and just trust me because we're getting married. And my perception now is very different than the average human. And for us to be aligned, it would be best for you to at least have this experience, even though your your experience is going to be different, of course, than mine. And he trusts me and loves me and values my opinion enough to know that I was serious when I said that. And ayahuasca is not something you can push on anyone or plant medicine in general who's not ready. But with Jonathan, it wasn't a push. He was curious to begin with. So I would say just lead by example and know that the more you rise, the more that you will inspire the people around you to rise and also know that by raising your own frequency, you inevitably are raising the frequency of the people that you spend 
the most time with. So keep that in mind because it is pretty awesome to watch the people that you love rise and learn. And we even talked about this in last week's episode with my parents and they had some good things to say about that as well. Gray Table Cuisine says, do you and Jonathan have anything you disagree on when it comes to future parenting? Well, let's see about that. I know how we are as cat parents and Jonathan is way more lax than me. I'm kind of like a helicopter cat mom. Like Hudson's an indoor cat, but he hangs out on our balcony and he also hangs out in our hallway and he loves to explore our building and sniff around and he has friends in our hallway, human friends and dog friends. And I am a helicopter mom. I'm like, if he's in the hallway, we have to be with him because he's a cat. He could, he could do anything. He could get scared and he could start running, running in some opposite direction that we don't want him to go. And Jonathan's like, let him do his thing. He's a boy. We trust him. He's smart, all this stuff. And they have that male energy bond going on. And this was so funny, actually, two nights ago, this neighbor of ours, I'm laying in bed. I didn't even know that Hudson was in the hallway and Jonathan was in the kitchen. So he kind of had his eye on Hudson, but not. I hear this woman come up to our door and say, excuse me, do you guys have a cat? So I go like walking to our door and I see this woman and her son and Hudson as if the three of them are a family. And he's just staring at me. He's so proud of himself. And she's like, "Uh, he walked into our apartment and he was hanging out with our Labradoodle and my family and we love cats and all this stuff. And She said she got down on the ground and said to him, will you take me home? Take me to where you live. And he walked her here. Thank God. The whole thing was just very funny. And I was like, okay, Hudson's getting more adventurous. We really have to be with him when he's in the hallway. That's a no brainer. And Jonathan's still like, we can trust him. He's so cautious. He always comes home. So I know that as parents, I just imagine I'm going to be the one who's a little bit more worried about certain things. And Jonathan is going to be the one who really pushes our kids to be independent, which is important. My parents had me, raised me super independent, and I'm very glad that they didn't hover over me. So I work on that with Hudson, but I'm a mom. And as I always tell Jonathan, it's it's a maternal instinct, even with Hudson. Like he gets too close to the railing of our patio and I would leap 10 feet in one jump if it, if it meant saving him. Where Jonathan's like, oh my God, are you crazy? He's always was going to be fine. So that's where we differ, but it's nothing that we disagree about. We agree very much when it comes to raising our kids a certain way with plant-based foods and in nature. We really hope to move outward from Los Angeles and we have the same vision for our future. And that's one of the main reasons why I knew Jonathan was my person is that everything when it comes to our future just aligns, 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 aligns. So I would say if you're looking for your future partner, talking about those things is really important. And we talked about those things early on. We know that we pretty much want the same amount of kids. We both can't wait to be parents. And yeah, there's that. So a really good question. Another question from Ophelia Martel. I hope I'm saying your name right. I think you might be French or something. You have a beautiful name. 
Ophelia, um, at 21 years old, where were you in your spiritual journey? Okay, that makes me have to guess that you're probably 21 and you're probably ahead of your time in the sense that you're already on your spiritual journey. I know some kids are born that way. I think we all are born that way, but some of us get pretty far away from it in their lives, which I think I did because when I was 21, I was studying abroad in Italy, and that was actually when my spiritual journey began, now that I'm really thinking about it. I had been such a party animal, social butterfly queen up until I was 21. I was so into drinking alcohol. I was very wild. If there was a party, I was there Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. It did not matter. I was there if there was a party. And when I turned 21, was the only time in my life that I blacked out from alcohol and I woke up and I was terrified because I didn't know what happened at the end of the night. And I had friends taking care of me. It was all good. But after that, I swear to you, I was not interested in alcohol anymore. And simultaneously, I didn't want to go to all these party locations. We were studying in Europe. So this is like a college student's party dream where my friends and I, we went to Greece, we went to Paris and Rome and all these places on party buses and whatnot. But I was really craving a much different experience. And I much preferred going to London and seeing shows on their version of Broadway. I don't remember what it's called, but we saw Wicked. It was amazing. And I wanted to go on a yoga retreat by myself on that trip, which was the first time I had ever craved to really do anything completely alone, especially in the setting of college. And then I got back to school and I did a yoga teacher training. And that level of spirituality is where I was at, studying the sutras and studying the alignment of yoga and becoming a yoga teacher. That was like the end all be all for me at the time. I thought that if I could just do that, I would be the pinnacle of these spiritual teachers and yoga teachers that I had been interested in since I was 14. So I guess, yes, I was interested in all this stuff. But as far as everything else, like Pleiadians and channeling and light beings. I wasn't there yet. That came later for me. And my advice for anybody who's 21 or younger or around that age is to just be okay with being different. I think if I had been more accepting of being different than all the people around me, the friends that I was surrounded with and that I lived with and that I studied abroad with, which trust me, the people that I lived with and studied abroad with, they're still my best friends. But if I was just more okay with being different the way that I am okay with it now, I probably would have been a lot happier and I probably would have saved myself a lot of inner turmoil because there's nothing wrong with being different. But for some reason at that age, it just feels like the worst, hardest thing in the entire world. So know that if you're different, that's your superpower. It's pretty amazing. And I honor you so much for even being here and asking that question. Okay, whoa. I just, wow. I was reading from a Q&A from the other day and I just asked one at the last minute today and you guys are sending in so many questions. So I'm gonna do some rapid fire style so that I can get to as many as I can. Ayala Mac says, has neurofeedback helped you? The answer is yes. I would highly recommend neurofeedback. Sydney Bosick says, what makes you feel alive? 
What makes me feel the most alive, to be honest with you, is being with Jonathan and Hudson. I feel like my family, my little family, is my purpose in this lifetime. And when I'm with them, time stands still. We could be in bed cuddling. We could be watching a movie. We could be having a deep talk. But being with the two of them makes me feel the most alive, hands down. Nasty Knox says, are you still doing kundalini? I love it, but the community lifestyle is a bit much sometimes. That's what she says. So totally agree with you. I love kundalini. It was a huge part of my spiritual awakening. You'll hear two of my best friends and kundalini teachers on the podcast next week, Britt and Tara. But as far as the community as a whole, ever since those allegations started coming out about Yogi Bhajan and I know people who've been personally affected by kind of the, I don't want to say cultish nature, but kind of, of some of the original kundalini communities. I definitely don't feel the same about the community aspect, but I do think that the teachings can be separated from the teacher, just like so many modalities. And on that level, I still do kundalini at home and I love it. And I follow Britt and Tara's teachings, but I haven't been to an actual kundalini studio in years. And I miss it because I was probably the most aligned and awake and tapped in when I was doing kundalini all the time. But I don't know. When it comes to community and those types of community things, I always say just take it with a grain of salt because that way of life is not the end-all be-all to awakening, but it's an amazing tool on your path to awakening. Let's see here. Radically says, stuck between two different lifestyles, any advice between an average college lifestyle and living more pure? It's a huge struggle and I feel lost. Oh, wow. Yeah, that reminds me of the que- the other question because I remember feeling that way in college. I was totally living those dual lives too. Wanting to be the average normal person, yet totally wanted this pure, healthy lifestyle. And I yearned for college to be over for that reason. And I, I wish I wouldn't have, have had to yearn that way because I could have just been myself the whole time. So I would say just lean into being yourself and I promise you will find your people. It might take time, but the more you live your authentic self, the more that you will find your people. And if you don't want to drink and if you don't want to be doing all the partying and stuff, I can guarantee you there are other people at your school who feel the way that you do. And you just got to put it out there. Just keep putting it out there that that's who you are and that's what you want. And anybody who's meant to remain in your life will remain. I know that for sure. And I totally feel for you and I relate. Nutty PBOT says, what are your current favorites? Food, podcasts, music, books, brands, anything. Okay, so I'll break it down. My current favorite, food. I am loving Siete Tortillas with Parmela Farms vegan cheese and putting some cilantro in there and some hot sauce and some Siete chips and guacamole. Jonathan and I have been eating that on repeat. It's so good. Favorite podcasts. I love the Skinny Confidential podcast. I love the Kenzie Burke podcast, Almost 30, which I will be on soon. It might actually be out by the time this episode comes out. What other podcasts do I love? I've always loved the Goop podcast. I love Oprah's Super Soul Sunday podcast. 
And between all of those, it keeps me quite busy. I listen to all the episodes pretty much of those podcasts that I mentioned. What else do I listen to? Oh, I love Lacey's To Be Magnetic podcast. I listen to almost all of her episodes. And I love the Beautiful Writers podcast by my new friend, Linda Sivertson. Love her podcast. All about writing. Um, My favorite music. All I listen to these days are healing frequencies. I have a Spotify playlist where you, or a bunch of Spotify playlists that are just under my name. If you guys want to see what I'm listening to. Favorite books. I'm deep back into the Pleiadian book, Bringers of the Dawn. And I'm reading A Course in Miracles and The Daily Stoic every day. Favorite brands are all of the brands who sponsor this podcast, which is just true because I'm so picky with the brands that I work with. So for CBD, it's Cured Nutrition. For Mushroom Coffee, it's Four Sigmatic. For Healthy Soda, it's Olipop. For Food Delivery, I love Saqqara. Um, For Vitamins, I'm loving Synergy. Honestly, I feel so lucky to work with all the brands that I love so much. I also love Siete, but I already mentioned them. And I love my friend Roxanne. She does Meet the Source vegan cakes and vegan bliss balls. And she made the cakes for our wedding. And her stuff is just incredible. Love this question. That was fun. Let's see here. Nicole Driss says, um, what would you say to someone who's scared of diving deep into the spiritual world? I would say, don't be scared because there's nothing to be afraid of. Really, all you have to do is protect your energy field in all directions. So you can literally ask if you feel like there's any spirits that are negative around you or in your space. Just say, any spirits that are not of the highest and greatest good, I kindly ask you to get the fuck out of my home and get the fuck out of the radius of my home and within 10 blocks of my home and then call in your spirits of the light and your angels and your guides who are of your highest and greatest good. And I promise you, they will protect you. And I've felt very protected in the spiritual realms for that reason. And if you're not drawn to learning about certain things like aliens or channeling or light beings, then take that as a sign because you might not be ready and that's fine. And you can start where many people start with yoga, meditation, Louise Hay books, things like that. And I promise you, everything else will unfold exactly the way that it's supposed to. Megan B. Lorty says, what is your favorite memory during your awakening journey? Get out there with it, girl. I love that. My favorite memory during my awakening journey, one that sticks out. (laughs) Well, oh my God, there's so many. One that sticks out was going to this like super fancy restaurant in Laurel Canyon with Jonathan. We had just started dating and I had just started seeing people's faces shapeshift. And I spent the entire dinner being like, but no, you don't get it. I saw her face change and you don't get it. It was an alien thing. And Jonathan was so terrified. This was all so new to him and even to me. And I just remember him trying to change the subject so many times. And I just kept saying, but no, you you should have seen it. Her face turned into a galaxy. And he was like, I heard you. And I was like, but you have to tell me, you have to agree with me that that is the coolest thing that's ever happened. I have a gift. And he was like, I really don't know what you're talking about. And 
that's more of a funny memory because it was more toward the beginning of my awakening. My favorite memory would have to be my most recent plant medicine journey with Jonathan where I cried sideways in his arms and I saw all the timelines between all my lives dissolve and I saw myself as my ancient beyond, beyond, beyond ancient medicine woman soul and the way that he took care of me and the things that I saw in his face and his soul and how at home I felt under the neon stars and the Santa Cruz mountains. Oh, gives me chills to even think about it. It was the best experience I've ever had in my life. And I was seeing everything. I was seeing the threads of time. I was seeing just people's true souls for who they were. So everybody around me, if they were an angel or if they were a forest creature or if they were an elf creature or a butterfly human, I was just seeing all of this and it was so miraculous. And I really felt like I could see my future too. My future of being this deeply integrated plant medicine worker and just really helping people heal, being a healer. So It was very timeline bending, which is what I love. Tatum Nicole, my girl, says biggest manifesting tip. My biggest manifesting tip is truly believe that anything that you want to have can be yours. I think we it's so easy for us to feel like somebody else has it, but that can't possibly be for us for us. And I feel that way every time I see a New York Times bestselling author writing about some kind of subject that I'm interested in. I feel like they did it, but but I can't because my, I just can't focus in the same way. And even if I can, what if I'm not as successful? And instead of focusing on all the things that could go wrong, which is obviously how we draw those things to actually come to fruition, focus on the best case scenario and keep focusing on the best case scenario and then do something every single day in your daily life to draw that to you and it will be yours and it might not go exactly as you had it planned but I always say to the universe please bring me this or something better and asking for that something better always helps because we think we know what we want but we might not realize maybe why that thing isn't in alignment or that future isn't in alignment with us and what will make us the happiest and where we're really going. So always be open to that something better piece. Do as much meditating as you can, which really just means cleansing the mind because you're so worthy of cleansing the mind and just not live living in that fear-based state of mind and always returning to a place of love. Dearest Jan- Janice says, well, your celestial diet also include tips to to shed spiritual weight. Yes, 100%. That is actually one of the main pieces of the celestial diet. And for those who don't need to shed weight, they don't they won't, you know, need to focus on that part. But I know a lot of us, especially us empathic people, we hold on to extra weight because of energy and because of frequency and because we're not willing to give it up for any reason. So That's a big part of what the celestial diet will get into. Maddie Thomason says, what advice do you have for someone considering microdosing psychedelics? I would say, first of all, find a trustworthy source to get it from because it's all about the source and you want it to be as pure as pure and not cut with anything, of course, God forbid, as possible. So go through friends, go through trusted people, healers, and 
It's pretty easy to find these days. And then for your first time, I recommend doing it assisted in a therapeutic setting or with some kind of shamanic guide. And from there, if it feels safe and if you feel like this is a medicine for you, you can start microdosing in your life and see how it see how it manifests for you. And I feel like if you're called to it, just know that's for a reason. Some people are called to it. Some people are not. And I truly believe that plant medicine, whether it's psilocybin or ayahuasca calls to us when we're ready. Oh my gosh. There's so many other good questions. I'm going to, I'm going to answer one more for today. I'm just going to keep it light and easy. This is from Rose Ray. How is house hunting going? It's good. At times it's very discouraging because it's hard to find something that I love in an area that we're looking for and also have it have all the things that we're looking for. But I feel like with every passing day, I get a little bit closer to knowing what I want. Jonathan gets a little bit closer to knowing what he wants and it's been fun. I had some advice given to me that I loved, which is that you're never going to be in the process of searching for your first house again. So enjoy the process with Jonathan, have fun with it, like laugh about how hard it can be because everybody who buys a house goes through these things and just make it a time that you'll look back on fondly. So that's what I'm focused on doing right now. And that has helped me a lot. So thank you guys for all of these amazing questions. I also love all of you that said that you love the episode from today with my parents. They Oh, they're the best. If you guys haven't heard that episode yet, I highly, highly recommend listening. They're so inspiring in every way. And I'm sending you all so much love. Thank you for the support with everything going on recently and always. And thank you for just being such special humans in my life. Thank you also to our sponsors for today's episode, Beekeepers Naturals and Pure Synergy. Head to the show notes for all the details on how to shop those incredible brands. And if you feel inspired to rate and review the show on iTunes and you feel like the show has impacted your life in positive ways, I would love to hear it. So send me a screenshot to Jordan at thebalancebond.com so I can thank you personally. And I'm just sending you all so much love. Well, have an amazing Wednesday and we'll be back next week with a new guest.